conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back, Mr. Golden. We missed Thank you. you. Happy Monday. Good morning. Happy Monday. Missed you yes. guys last week. Where, you what, did? what were you up to? I was finally on a plane again, but uh, the the city of La Quinta is, is looking at, which is near Palm Springs, is looking at mandating noise monitoring for the city for short-term rentals. And so had... A few meetings out there. Hey, that's exciting. So you saw real people. Real people in real places on an airplane. Wow. It was, it was wonderful. 
I, I'm wow. so rejuvenated, revitalized. You, you look fresh, you look different, you can see it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you look alive, you look like you just got <laughs> energized. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, I saw 3 a.m. on the clock multiple times last week because of flights and all that. But besides that, I, I got some to catch up on sleep this weekend. But yeah, being around people for me is is energizing. So That's awesome. Um, Mr. Mr. Ross, how's your week, your weekend? Good. It was good. I just, yeah, no, it was, it was good. It's it's extremely busy. So that's good. That's a good sign, right? Even though, of course, not uh, still focusing a lot of things to prepare everything, like recovery and then partnerships and connectivity and everything. So all good. Uh, just close the weekend. Oh, it's already three o'clock now in here, of course, but it's, uh, it's a nice start, a busy, uh, busy Monday. Awesome. Well, I think uh, we only have a what's with the noise uh, today. So I think we just jump right into that. And then after that, we'll go into our conversation, which is about the travel search engines, first hotel, and of course, a few other things. So I will just go ahead and get Mr. Golden all queued up. In case you missed it last week, um, the last major national vacation rental brands uh, in the traditional vacation rental sector are now one. So Wyndham bought, or sorry, Vacasa bought Wyndham about two or three years ago, leaving it being a head-to-head competition between Vacasa and Turnkey. So uh, sure enough, it looks like Vacasa and Turnkey are now one. And that's uh, it, it's really buying out their largest competitors of and, and consolidating all that inventory into one big national brand, which is going to lead the market to essentially be one big national brand versus all of these hyper-local uh, operators who may, may have been in the market for 20, 30 years or, or may be fairly new. Uh, it the, the consensus tends to be that local operators are better at it, but there's also the uh, the counter argument that you can do a lot of economies of scale by putting uh, by centralizing certain functions in a corporate office. So interesting to see the two that have really battled it out publicly for quite a while. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a, a thread bouncing back and forth challenging one another, saying why they're better than the other. And sure enough, um, even with the brand new executive team from Vacasa, the, the transaction still went through. So congrats to, to the turnkey folks, TJ and John, well done. But I think uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what comes next. There's not really anyone else on that uh, scale that's, that's out there in the U.S. at least. Or Vicasa to buy, so it's going to come down to organic growth at this point. So yeah, I was going to say organic growth, or they're going to have to start getting a lot of little people, like a lot of littler, like not littler, smaller companies that maybe don't have the biggest portfolio or operating, you know, teams and stuff. But yeah, Turnkey I, mean, I think was their one hundred and sixtieth acquisition, one hundred and sixty acquisitions in. Well, Less than ten years, I, I think eight yeah. years maybe. Um, crazy, but that that 
has always been the growth strategy. And uh, at this point, I wouldn't be too surprised if Vacasa tries to, to roll into a public company in the maybe even by the end of the year after such consolidation. That that puts their inventory probably close to the thirty thousand range in the U.S. Uh, or North America, and from there, I mean, I, I think you either get bought out by a, a massive private equity fund, who, by the way, the the fund that's invested in Picasa is also invested in Airbnb uh, through the debt function during COVID, and I believe it was Expedia as well. So they provided equity to uh, Picasa and debt to Expedia and Airbnb. So they're, they're betting big on the traditional vacation rental segment and really smart. I mean, the next couple of years are going to be very heavily traditional vacation rental as urban travel is going to be a lot slower to bounce back. Yeah. I, for a smaller operator like myself, I keep thinking of like maybe a but only competition that really can come from it is the smaller people uh, companies, you know, either acquiring each other, partnering, affiliating somehow, um, possible mergers and other things like that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt Vacasa is going to be able to to drive bookings and drive travelers to their site with with their breadth of of inventory. Uh, the question is, can they retain all these homeowners you know, nationwide and? Does that local service operator provide a better service uh, or not? And they, I'm super confident they can drive bookings, but yeah, uh, you know, you have to have it's it's a two sided marketplace. You got to have both sides. Yeah, well, it's interesting just, because I was reading the uh, try to improve my 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 level. I was reading the Harvard Business Review uh, in, in the weekend actually. And it was interesting to read, actually, that it's often, and everyone's like, okay, let's compete with each other, but actually so much stronger just to work together, right? You can see yeah. in what you just said now, it's like competition makes you stronger, but at the other hand, it's so much more convenient for, for both parties often to work together because then you can have both resources, et cetera. So it didn't to see, and, and well, it's a huge number what Fakasa acquired. They didn't reach out to you yet, Will, so far? No, not, not at all. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for my <laughs> phone call to come in. <laughs> but no, that's what I was just going to comment on was the the localization uh, the localization of the like property management stuff. Like I was talking to a bunch of homeowners um, here, like where I live, um, that have their properties in like Arizona or wherever being managed by Vicasa, and they they're all thinking about leaving um, because yeah, like they're getting bookings, but the overall like quality control of the unit and um, you know they're not getting the best reviews because Vicasa or you know. So, you know, so to speak, hasn't been, um, you know, up on the guest service aspect. So the, the, it's, it could be a hit and miss when you're at that big of a scale. So, yeah, Michael, I agree The they can definitely get bookings. But I think, you know, some other things might slip through the cracks. Yeah. It, at some point, you need to take a, a step back. And I think we've seen this from Expedia over the past couple of years. They haven't really done any acquisitions. They've really just been focused on integrating all those acquisitions um, and, and doing it as best as they can. And I think at some point, you know, Vicasa with 160 acquisitions, like, good Lord, rolling all those companies into one has got to be a big headache and a huge challenge. So 
shout out to the that team. I know there's a big team at Picasso that just does that. But at some point, it might be good just to take a step back and and make sure the operations are humming at 100%, and then you can can proceed back. That's, you know, it, operationally, it's got to be a, a big struggle, and, and I'm sure some churn comes into play uh, when you're looking at, at rolling in that many companies. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be totally surprised if after this acquisition, there's a step back for the next six months, and then maybe by the end of the year, they, they try and go public or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, which you so buy them again? Back. You would invest, Michael? What do you think? Because still, if you're looking at Airbnb, it's interesting. They're still doing amazingly well, right? If you see the uh, the, the stock price nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see by the time it goes public where the world is on travel. Um, but shoot, travel stocks have been killing it. Um, Marriott's up today. Norwegian is up today. Delta is is my big winner. Um, so it's it's been it's been a good year for travel stocks, and you know, I think companies like Picasa see that, and I have to imagine they're they're thinking about it and, and looking at it. Well, it goes into the Verbo, um, you know, thing too, where Expedia is trying to roll that out as a separate company, so they could possibly probably IPO as well, just like Airbnb. I think Airbnb, um, you know, started that thought for a lot of companies, and a lot of people. Yeah, I don't think, you know, all the work Expedia has done trying to roll in Verbo, I don't see them divesting or, or splitting it up. It's not impossible. And it, it would probably result in a, a nice short-term bounce, but I think it, it'd be a little short-sighted to to not look at the how much work they've done over the past three years integrating it yeah it'd be interesting um but going off of the main topic for today which is travel search engines first hotel so we've talked about you know people scaling back and acquisitions but now kayak uh is owned a hotel out in miami and so um, getting getting your guys' thoughts on that article. That's going to be something you know. That's a search engine, a, a meta uh, search engine slash OTA, whatever you want to call it. That's uh, now getting into the operating game. And um, uh, Mr. Ross, your uh, startup of the week, uh, Lifehouse, is uh, finally uh, getting some getting some more operations under their belt. So it's uh, pretty pretty um, interesting to see how it all kind of comes back around on the on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I choose, I choose the right startups. But it's interesting to see that a lot of meta search go to different directions, right? You see that Kayak starting some own hotel brand. I remember years ago, one of our shoulders, they, uh, one of our shareholders has quite a lot of hotels asking why we're not making, making a bedroom hotel. And he told me, Mike, it, don't do that because in that case, it's like you're losing your independency and everything and your image and it will be not good. So I don't know, there must be a reason for it. I think for sure you see that the meta search are looking into different revenue streams, right? You see now Kayak in that case started opening a hotel. Of course, last week you saw the launch of TripAdvisor Plus, which as most people see looks pretty similar as, as we do. So it's, but you can see that actually you see uh, meta search is moving to different direction. You see, of course, Google last week, if we're looking at search, they, they of course, they now you can have your, your listings and your promotion there for free. So they also try to get more market share there. So there's a lot of things happening on the whole search and meta search. So it's interesting to see. 
I think it's also connected that the OTAs, of course, they just want to just share less and less commission with uh, with Meta Search. I think it's pretty obvious, right? So uh, there's discussion there out there as well, and for sure has also impacted the decision of Google. I'll not be surprised. At the end, you see that maybe Google goes directly and also selling and making contract with hotels and maybe in even connectivity later on as well. So uh, they can always call me if they need some connectivity part. But it's interesting to see that actually the search and meta search is moving, right? Especially different revenue streams. And I think the 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 old model, which is in this case just forwarding traffic, and then in this case get PPC or PPM or whatever, just then they're moving now. They just have to look and they have to innovate there as well because I think in the end the the old model is changing. You see, with commissions are changing, but I don't want to talk about the the high commissions again because they're too many times. But you can see also that meta search now is changing. So. I'm not sure if it's a good move to go to uh, hotels because it's always pretty strange. I always had the thought, okay, I'd not be surprised if an Airbnb once is okay, we have kind of exclusive properties, which we're calling like an Airbnb exclusive or whatever. Could be. I'll not be surprised. Maybe it's, it's, it's could well, be. They've done there. that, right? Like, yeah, Nido, they've invested. Nido was an exclusive Airbnb brand. Um, and, and I know they tried to be exclusive with a number of other companies. I don't know how many accepted the exclusivity, but you know, it's it's. Uh, I I like the move by Kayak for the main reason of when when people start traveling again, they want to they want a good experience, and they are going to tend to book with a brand that they've heard of or that they know. Um, you know I think that's what Airbnb has done so well is make it their brand, even though it's really someone else's brand. Um, and I think Kayak can now start doing that. Obviously, they're going to benefit from being number one on the search. They're going to benefit by not paying 15% in OTA fees and, and try and drive all the traffic. But I like the move. Like, why not? Why not give it a shot? And you can't be good at everything. But I like companies that are willing to try new things and innovate. And if it fails, it fails. And, and I'm sure, you know, Freehand or some other like boutique hotel is, is going to be happy to swoop in and brand it their own because hotels in South Beach, like, why not? It's going to do well. Um, the, the other piece, like the, the boutique aspect of it, I love boutiques. I'm going to stay in a boutique. If I'm in a hotel, I much prefer boutiques than I do a, a big block. And the challenge is having brands of boutiques. You know, they're they're super hyper local. Uh, I'm in the hospitality industry, but even I don't know all these the best boutique in Charleston or the best boutique in you know Krakow. Like I don't I don't know those things. But if you have a kayak thought or or idea behind this is to build kind of a truly boutique brand, I love it. If they're trying to compete with Marriott, it's going to be a challenge. Well, my, it's my funny question is, are they going to push? I was going to say, are they, the, my, my thing would be... reminds me of something. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. It reminds me of something. You said, okay, the best boutique hotels collection is something for interrupting. But actually, I think it's 15 years ago I built a brand. I just, I think if the website is still alive, I have to check it. It's called bestboutiquehotels.com. And I was doing a selection of the best boutique hotels around the world. Those hotels become kind of a member, uh, part of the collection. Went quite successful, but at the same time, I had my travel agencies. I couldn't combine anymore in the end. 
I think it's still live, but we didn't charge at the end the, the, the annual fees. But it was pretty interesting business, actually. So we create kind of a collection of the best boutique all, hotels all over the world. They get a certificate and they're just getting a door plaque and everything. So I do believe it's it's something like this. It is interesting. You don't see many brands. You see Indigo a bit, right? You see the Indigo brand is quite of IHG. It's pretty focusing more on the boutique hotel brands. But uh, if you go back to Kayak, um, it, I, I, we talked about it many times. Now is the time to experiment, right? It's just launching it, just see what is the response. So now you can do it. Everybody's more and opens. Okay, if they experiment because they have to, it's fine, right? It's, you don't lose your your face or you just don't. So it's good. And you see again, I mentioned TripAdvisor launching a different uh, business model, which in this case they can also prioritize there and monetize differently. You can see now with Kayak is doing something. So I like it when they're experimenting, right? It just why not? And, and I think it's now is also the time to do it. Now it's yours, uh, Will. Sorry. That's no, okay. I was just gonna say my my thing would be like, is Kayak now when it comes to properties in Miami Beach, are they going to be pushing their brand on top, like no matter what? So it's like obviously yes, the answer is yes, but you know, how is that gonna even if the answer is no, the perceived answer is always gonna be yes, right? So it's still gonna be a challenge for them to to figure out and navigate. Yeah, but that's why I'm glad they brought in a real operator. They, they didn't just be like, all right, kayak team, you're going to go operate this hotel, even though you've never worked in a hotel in your life. Um, I'm hoping that that's the, the the reasoning behind bringing LifeHouse in is because hey, these are professionals. These are operators that do understand the in and out of a hotel workings. Like, granted, we do too in the sense of search engine and revenue and how to you know increase views to bookings and blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I think that's going to be the standalone uh, factors that they've actually brought in real professionals to operate. And we'll see what happens. I, I agree on everything else that why not? Why not now? Why not implement new technology? Why not? You know. Yeah, I raised my finger before we're talking to each other again. So but <laughs> no, but it's, I think in this case, what is indeed they have the traffic, right? So do you have the traffic in there? What you said, OK, they are just don't have to pay this 15, 20 percent commission and anything. They're controlling the booking, they control and controlling the data. So if you have the traffic, right now, they can monetize it differently. So it took them, of course, years to build up the traffic. Now they can experiment a bit. And if it works, you might see that they're just launching more in different locations right now. They know that if somebody's searching for South Beach, probably they will appear number one in there so they can push they can push their bookings so it's it's it does make yeah. sense i mean it could also be a test with lifehouse maybe they're looking at acquiring lifehouse yeah. and this is a fairly cheap effective maybe even cash flow positive way of testing uh testing how good they are so you can look at it from lots of different angles but regardless like now is the time to try new things and you know, I, I have this feeling that, you know, come summertime, if, if you can't make money in travel, then you probably shouldn't be in travel because it's it should be wide open. It should be like you know, people are, are dying to get out and paying super high premiums. I, I booked a flight in January to Scotland uh, for later this year, and I went back and looked at how much it would cost me. It's two grand more now than what I paid two months ago. So it's like people people are gonna get out they're gonna be traveling uh i think despite the the media's efforts of making us all even more scared of covid now all the numbers are, are looking really really favorable vaccines are being rolled out like travel should be wide open by summer 
Yeah. Well, I also kind of like the the overall comment in the article um, is that they're also going to be implementing Open Table, which is another part of like the Kayak uh, price line. Uh, price, yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they're just going to implement all these technologies to create a hyper focus, but like hyper tech focus, but then the local um, aspect, which will play into like you guys are saying, like the premiums are going to go up. So they're going to be able to see all this data with restaurants and how people, you know, like my my thing is, is now that they have access to all this data and different destinations, if this works out. They're going to be able to tell what next market to go into um, immediately. They're going yeah. to know exactly without having a question. The only question that will be is what street are they going to be on or how many blocks from the beach or uh, downtown um, are they going to be versus the actual destination itself. So sure, that, they have that data too, right? Like they know exactly what areas book yeah. and what price points book and uh, where the best margins are. Like they, they have all that information. The, the missing piece is an operator and you know, Lifehouse seems to be doing really good things in leveraging technology instead of, instead of human capital. And I, I, I love it. I think it's a great bet on what the future of hospitality is going to look like. And I, I hope Kayak keeps it a, not a super niche, but like a trendy, cool boutique feel with, with every different location, maybe having its own vibe, not making it a big box, but uh, I like I like the move. The only Same. risk, of course, is the experience, right? Because they have to make sure if somebody goes to like a kayak hotel, because assume there is negativity around this brand, or even though because people are making the link, right? They're making the link between because the property is is is, is kayaked. If you're making it, I mean, so it's actually, it's like kind of the same. So people, they have to make sure that the people has a great experience in there, especially first of all, it's the first, right? It's important. Second of all, it's of course, Kayak is known for, for metal search reviews and everything related to there. So they have to make sure that the property is, is doing well. And because It will. Yeah. It's going to book like crazy. Yeah, I agree. I will be number one in search results. So for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be number one on kayak, on booking, on Priceline. <laughs> I was going to say, if they're looking for an operator for their new destination that they acquire a new new property, uh, I'll put my email in the comments uh, just in case uh, anybody's looking. But uh, we have a couple of viewers watching live, so I'm just going to put it out there. If you guys uh, like what you've heard or agree or maybe disagree, let us know. Send a comment. Um, we can definitely talk about your point of view and perspective on what we've been talking about with Vacasa and Turnkey kayak and getting into a you know its own, its own hotel but with no comments that's totally okay we appreciate appreciate you guys watching us live um awesome well i think we've covered a lot um in this uh you know last 25 minutes anything you guys want to um leave the audience with on a final note any uh, obviously i'm not going to ask for exciting news with the companies but if you have anything that you guys are looking forward to any other final thoughts on the conversation of turnkey or kayak yeah well Noise Aware rebranded last week. I, I'm repping kind of the old brand right now, but that was uh, up, an update that I can share now. So uh, go check it out. It's we the logo is now a musical rest symbol, which means the absence of noise. It's in quite Love well with, with the Noise Aware brand. Um, and then you know, out being out in La Quinta makes another municipality that it realizes that 
if you can solve noise as a problem, then short-term rentals and long-term residents can coexist much happier. And, and I think yeah, that's a trend we're going to be seeing a lot more of in the short-term rental space, uh, I think, this year and, and next year for sure. That's awesome. I saw the rebrand yes, or last week and uh, I was like, yeah, looks good, especially because I was a five-year uh, trumpet player. So I know all that symbol and music yeah. notes. And I was like, oh, that's clever. Clever branding. Yeah. I was really impressed. Super clever. Yeah. How about you, Mr. Ross? Yeah, I'm just thinking, and this came up to my mind because you see that the MetaSearch are changing, right? They're going into becoming a booking platform. You will see TripAdvisor Plus, they want to facilitate bookings. You can see that uh, Kayak is moving into, in this case, operating hotels. I'm just curious what the OTA is going to do. Are they just changing as well? Are they going into, for example, into MetaSearch? I'll not be surprised. It's okay, we have the source there. Uh, maybe how can we monetize the traffic on our platform? Of course, they're monetizing a lot by commissions. At the end, there's more competition out there. If you're looking at MetaSearch, Google, et cetera. So I'm curious if the OTA is going to make any moves and uh, if they go into maybe as well in branded hotels, or if they go in more into MetaSearch as well, providing more services. I'll not be well, surprised if they're also booking, looking how we can monetize. Booking and Expedia already have Meta, don't they? Right. Well, I use it as a search, but book, of course, on Bidroom or you book somewhere else. But again, for searching, it's not bad. But I think... Still, I'm not. I'm curious if they're going to monetize differently. Then, so of course, they have their commission. Um, you can see the integration with the other brands. With even the, the, the open tables is still minimal. You can see, of course, there's a link between kayak and between uh, between booking, of course, uh, price line. So I'm curious if they're going to go also into different areas, maybe for conversion. Maybe it's okay if we don't on this transaction, probably don't on transaction. We can still earn somewhere else. Curious if they will make different moves in the future as well. But let's uh, let's see. That'll be part two of this episode. Whenever it happens, if it happens. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, guys. It was a good episode, good stuff. And any, oh, we do have a comment from our, um, from one of our audience. She said, I missed the earlier part of our talk, but ultimately, do you think generally small boutique uh, vacation rental managers are better or worse off for the Vacasa turnkey deal? I'll give it rapid fire answers to uh, Golden first, and then uh, after Golden, we'll go to. Ross. Yeah, I'm going to say they're going to be better off. Um, you're really now only competing against one brand who's dumping marketing spend in your market versus two brands who are dumping marketing spend. Uh, so at the end of the day, you're going to benefit from any inventory that they don't have with guests that are trying to go to those markets. They're going to trickle into to your homes. And then those homeowners, they might have a look at Vacasa when they typically would have looked at Vacasa Turnkey and you know, your company or, or other smaller ones. Most people like to look at, at several different companies before they sign up. And I think you know, with, with one of the big ones removed, you've got a, that much better of a chance to, to be the winner. Yeah, I was going to say the Overall, for us, what we've been learning is that we can actually watch a lot better um, now that everyone's kind of consolidated. We can, as a smaller brand, we can watch and observe and implement strategies or even just think of how to, how can we compete in that sense. So that's kind of what I think, too. I think it's a good opportunity for small operators or even operators with less than a couple hundred uh, to, to really focus in on on what they can do to out-compete um, TripAdvisor. And, or not yeah. TripAdvisor. yeah, I think it's a win-win. The Vacasa turnkey coming together is a win and, and the local operator 
gets a win out of it as well. Totally agree. Anything for any thoughts on your your end, Ross? Fully agree. I said before as well that sometimes cooperation is better than competing, as I just read uh, nicely this weekend. So uh, I think, of course, not always the case, but I think in this case, especially in consultation and travel and everything, what, what Michael said, if you're paying double and everything, it, it makes sense, right? So good work. Yeah, I agree. Well, Thanks, Sharon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really good question. Um, awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much i'm gonna close this out here and yeah see you guys next week i'm excited to see what happens in the industry that we can talk about and see what uh, predictions we can make with our our uh, great minds it seems like uh things come true on good morning hospitality 